Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Barron, and thank you guys so much for tuning in with me today for this excellent show. I hope everybody's having a great day today. It is a rainy day here on Long Island, at least while I am finishing this podcast. But that's okay, because I'm here with you guys, and that's all that matters. First off, if you want to follow the podcast, Brutally Honest Podcast, on all social media, if you would like, and you like this show a lot, feel free to go to patreon.com forward slash Brutally Honest Podcast. On there, you can go and you can support the show with a small monetary donation each month. And like I said a couple shows ago, I'm going to be working significantly harder on that area of the show, so... Anyone that does monetarily support the show can and will be rewarded with some exclusive little things going on in there. So, with all that being said, without our sponsors, this show would be less visible. What does that mean? Uh, I just bought a new camera. I am working on getting some new podcasting equipment. Uh, if For those of you that don't follow it or... Um, my Instagram, you will see lots of things happening inside the studio. We just got a new couch. TV is coming soon. Uh, looking to change the styling a little bit. And the YouTube channel has really taken off um, on the right foot here. Um, no pun intended. But we're working uh, pretty hard to get this show regularly on YouTube uh, with the best audio quality possible for your ultimate viewing pleasure. So, that's really what we've been working on, and we couldn't do that all without our sponsors. So, huge thanks to this show's sponsor, Agile Dragon Consulting. Now, if you guys have been listening, they've been a sponsor now for some time. Hugely appreciate them. Go check them out, Agile Dragon Consulting. If you're a business owner and you're not sure where to take your business, utilizing your data to make better business decisions is really the best way to do that you know when you look at a car you look at you know fuel economy does it have airbags all of these different things then you make an educated decision same thing with a business just different kind of principle different um information so when you run a business and you're not really sure what you should be doing or you're not sure you know what your customers really want you need to look at your data as opposed to making gut decisions based on what you think is going to be the best thing in the world and what your customers actually want because ultimately at the end of the day they are who is putting money in your pocket so go check them out agiledragonconsulting.com and like i said if you're a business owner you're looking to make better business decisions based on data they are they got a ton of experience. They are agile. They move quickly, adjust, and course correct regularly to get the best result in the shortest period of time, ultimately, using your data. It's not like they're giving you data. They're not doing research. Um, you know, They're not producing case studies or anything like that. They're utilizing your data to make better business decisions for you. All right, guys, and that's pretty much it for the sponsors. So, um... We're going to, no, I'm just kidding. We're not going to start the show just yet. I want to tell you about my guest, of course. So my guest today is my friend Chuck Lott. He does a ton of different things with Big Brothers Big Sisters LI to uh, sports commentating. He is a huge um, nerd, kind of like myself, Chuck. That's purely uh, love right there. Uh, but if you haven't seen the uh, new Avengers movie, I highly, highly recommend not listening to like the first half of the show, just because we do speak a lot about the Avengers Infinity Wars. Or if you don't care, if you're never going to see it, definitely um, I would highly recommend listening to the entire thing then. Um, so without any further ado, please welcome my friend Chuck Lott. 
What's up, man? Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. The well, now that we've covered a whole podcast, uh, <laughs> let's let's do another podcast. For let's anyone listening, no, we didn't actually just do a podcast. He just got here like forty-five minutes ago, and we haven't stopped talking since. Let's uh, just strap in. It's going to be a great <laughs> conversation. So we're we're good to go. The um, so uh, originally how we connected was from Big Brothers Big Sisters. Correct. So. Uh, for anyone that's listening, I guess explain to them what that is before we dive into you know what you do for them and stuff like that. Uh, so, well, uh, I'm Chuck Lott. I'm the external program relations manager at Big Brothers Big Sisters. Um, my role pretty much boils down to uh, PR, uh, community relations, business relations. Cool. Uh, out there trying to build relationships with people across Long Island, uh, different organizations, the whole nine. Sure. Uh, because right now we we need mentors. We need sure. volunteers. And um, a, a lot of that is going to happen from just us telling the story, having the opportunity to get out there and talk to people, uh, tell them about the impact that we're having in their communities, um, the positive changes that we're having on the kids' lives that we work with, sure. and um, you know, just how much fun we have doing it. I mean, sure. our, our mentors the they, most amazing they have experience. a great time. Yeah, it, it really is. Yeah, the uh, yeah, you know, I still want to get involved in stuff like that wherever I can. I know that my my schedule has been kind of hectic. Uh, <laughs> And, and partially, but well, mainly by choice. But um, you know, the hustle of the entrepreneur life is is hey, let's make it happen, man. Make yeah, it happen. Uh, it's funny because like I went to New York City yesterday, and I felt so out of place. And I'm like, you know, I I I, I dislike everything about New York City. Uh, and you know, my fellow New Yorkers are probably like, you can't say that. I'm like, no, I literally don't like anything about the city. Like, it's, just, it's too congested. It's too like everything's on top of each other. On top of, that, I don't know how to like. I, it's hard enough to get an Uber, let alone figure out the trains. Right. Like right. people are like, oh, just ride I mean, the subway. I'm like, dude, I, I, I rode the subway once. Actually, I've ridden it a couple times, but when I go alone, it never works out in my favor. I'm you, supposed to be here. You know what? I end up all the way over here. Google Maps definitely helps now. Um, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the city. I do do some work down there, and I'm sure we'll dive into that later. But um, Google Maps helps out because it tells me which trains I need to take. That, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. I just assumed that it, they haven't figured that one out yet. No, it, it does tell me. And, um, you know, I mean, thankfully we have it because if this was 15 years ago, I'd be lost. Uh, oh my god! Because yeah. the city, but I also I like to drive. Sure, I, I like to drive everywhere I'm going. I, I like the control of my car. I know people don't like traffic, but I'm from the Midwest, and you have to drive everywhere you go. Oh yeah, uh, you know. So I'm. I just hate traffic, used to that. but yeah, I like. It is what it is. I man. You can't do anything to... about traffic, and that's you know that's I, I I try not to get frustrated with traffic because at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do about it. It's gonna be there, so you might as well sit well, back yeah. and enjoy it. I guess to some degree. <laughs> To some degree. Turn my music up. You got to get a Prius now. That's, that's the way to go. I, I would probably get a Chevy Volt because I'm from Michigan. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. But um, I have considered that. because Dude, I'm so close to getting a hybrid just because it's so much faster. Yeah. It's so much fa- Like, I may have ridden the HOV lane this morning when I shouldn't have. <laughs> and... Um, I'm never planning to run for president, so I don't. I could say that, and uh, <laughs> they've done worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, like, it's crazy. Like, I set up ways, and it's like, oh, 45 minutes to your location, and then I get there in like 35 minutes. I'm oh like, yeah, oh, HOV. HOV is. The, I mean, it also helps too that it's spring break right now. Spring, yeah, spring, yeah, spring break yeah, right so now. So no like, traffic. Yeah. Well, that's that's like a well, way. It's just right. a lot less. Right. And. Uh, I was like, oh, my God, like, 
I I would hate to admit the fact that I would buy a Prius, but goddamn, being early is sexy as could be. Why would you <laughs> hate to admit that? I mean, I just don't look, like Priuses. Hey, man, when it comes down to it, especially living on Long Island, um, if I could ball out, the dollar I'm in a Tesla. There's no doubt about it. True, true, but. Is still going to be a more cost-efficient option for you. Yes, a hundred percent. A lot of traveling. A hundred percent. It is what it is. You got all those electric horses under there. Hey. Um. So, how did I? I, I want to ask a uh, probably a stranger question. How did you get involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters? Uh. So I was a high school big back in Michigan growing up. So I've always what is been, a high school big? So we have um, site-based programs. That we okay. do at schools. Okay. And the programs have the high school juniors and seniors mentor elementary kids in the district. Oh, that's cool. So, in Michigan, I was a high school big. Gotcha. Um, so, I've always been familiar with Big Brothers Big Sisters um, back in Genesee County. Um, and when I was, I was getting out of for-profit sales, I was looking for a position. I wanted to work with kids again. I used to teach and coach. And I found a position with the agency. Um, it was a fundraising position. I don't have the experience in fundraising, but I, I'm a networker, I'm a talker, sure. whatever, the whole nine. So I was like, hey, man, let's give it a shot. Sure. And when I got in there, um, you know, the CEO and the leadership team, we all clicked. They they liked me. I liked them. And when it was all said and done, we they created a position for me. Mm -hmm. So I was fortunate enough to be in the right place at the right time to um, – you know, have this brand new position that we put together, which again is essentially community relations. Sure. Um, just using the strengths that I've acquired over over my however many years of traveling all over the, the country working. Sure. Um, and yeah, I mean that that's where we are today. Uh, we've done a a bit of uh, evolution over mm -hmm. the last two years that I've been with the agency, and um, now, man, we're we are we're moving on all cylinders right now. It's it's really a fun time. We're we're growing a lot. Um, we just hired some new staff. We're expanding our team, and we're getting ready to expand um, the number of children that we work with because, um, you know, we're, we're about it. We're at five around five hundred right now, and uh, five hundred children. Five hundred children. Is that countrywide or is that no, 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 Long Island? Oh, oh my God, Long Island. That's how many kids that we have in our mentoring program right now, um, and then we have an. Uh, I want to say another probably 200 to 250 on a wait list that are looking for mentors. And mm. so that's why, you know, pretty soon I won't be in the office because I'll be out there knocking on doors and, sure. and having sure. conversations and stuff. So, sure. um, you know, anybody that's listening, I mean, if you're interested in becoming a mentor, you have a, a company out there, organization that I can come in and speak with and talk to you about the program. Uh, make sure you shoot uh, shoot me an email at clot at bbbsli.org. Um, you can Google Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Long Island. Um, all of our contact information is there. But, you know, the, the, the new conversations need to be had about the agency. Our identity on the island right now is the clothing donation place. Sure. That's what everybody knows us for. Yeah. Well, I and mean, lots of trucks are everywhere. Exactly. And that's an awesome thing. Sure. Um, you know, but we want to we want to tag team that with the agency side. Sure. So people know that when they are donating those clothes, it goes to our mentoring program. Mm. Um, the clothes don't go directly to the families or the kids that we work with. Mm -hmm. um, we actually have a partnership with Savers and Savers takes the clothes and gives us a price per pound and we get 
a, a portion of that back. Oh, that's cool. And so that allows us to run the mentoring, the robust mentoring programs that we have for our kids across Long Island. Yeah. Very cool. But we need more bodies. Sure. You know, we, we have we have everything in place that we need to to, to run a larger program except for the human capital that yeah, we need to it's be the mentors. the hardest mentors. thing, dude. So, um, Long Island's know, not an easy area either. It's not an easy area, but we, you know, we have a, a geography requirement. Um, we like to keep the, the matches, uh, matches a big and a little. We like to keep the matches within 10 to 15 miles. Mm-hmm. So we're out here in, in Bayport right now. I'm not going to match you up with someone in uh, Farmingdale. Sure. That's a hike and a half. Sure. Um, you know, for you, you're going to be matching It is somebody. 15 miles, though, I think. Farmingdale? Yeah, Farmingdale's like, I'm pretty sure it's like just about the 15 mile mark. Might be just over it. Well, don't worry. You're still not going to come close to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we probably match you up with somebody in uh, in Patchogue, Medford or something like that. All right, that. cool, yeah. Um, you know, again, just to out of respect for you, you're donating your time sure. um, to positively impact the life of one of our kids. And we want to make sure that you're not going too far out of your way. I appreciate that for sure. I'm actually looking it up to see how many miles it is. Oh, 24 miles. All right, so it's a little okay. further than I thought it was. That's I was like, it's not bad. that far off from, from 15. It's not. It's, it's, not, it's not at all. Um, yeah, it's cool, though. 10 to 15 miles really isn't that bad. It's not that bad, and the time commitment isn't that bad either. We ask for a few hours a month. So how many hours a week you work? <laughs> all exactly. of them. <laughs> exactly. You know, Small on, business owner, man. On average, I would say, um, you know, the the average on Long Island is a 50 to 55 hour work week. Maybe we're only asking for four hours a month. Yeah. So you do the math. If you, if you take the, all the hours in a month mm-hmm. and then you slap that four in there, that's less than 1%. Sure. That's all the time that we're asking for yeah, is yeah. to spend time with a kid. Sure. Um, you know, so in the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot. And that's, th- that's the biggest thing that scare people off. It's like, Oh man, you want me to be a mentor? Do I have to pick him up from school? Do, are we doing homework every day? How does this work? <laughs> I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. It's not that bad. All you're doing is going to grab some food. You know, we get tickets to games, shows. Sure. Hey, take these tickets. Go, go, go play some ball. Go yeah, watch yeah. some ball. Go, sure. Go to the park. Go to the library. You don't sure. have to spend money. Hop in the car. Go for a drive. Um, so it's it's not that big of a commitment at sure. all. Sure. Um, you know, once people get around that, then they're they're much more open to. No, to it's definitely reasonable it. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, so little spoiler alert for anybody that's listening. Yes, I, I uh, my goal is to be a mentor, uh, but I'm I'm looking to move in in January, hopefully, um, <laughs> and then set up base here also. But you know, kind of commute back and forth to the hopefully the Carolinas. That's that's mm-hmm. ultimately where I'm going. So, uh, but there's other ways that. I myself am trying to work with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And we appreciate that. And, you know, and that's the thing. Like, we're definitely an a la carte organization. Sure. If you want to get involved, we can find a way. Mm-hmm. There isn't one or two avenues that you can only go down. And if you can't go down those, that's a wrap. Like, sure. no, we can figure it out. There are a lot of things that we can do, um, you know, putting together match activities. Um, you know, you, for instance, you're you're an influencer. You're a mm-hmm. social influencer. Sure. So, you know, you not being able to be a mentor right now. Well, you have a few other options. You can connect us with any and everyone that you know. Sure. You can help us sure. tell our story like we're doing right now. Um, you know, you can be an event partner, um, an activity sponsor. You sure. Know, if you, you know, like, hey, here's a gift card to Applebee's. Um, you know, that that right there is an activity that we can use for a match. Like, all right, we just got this gift card to Applebee's. Let's find one of our matches who likes to go to Applebee's to eat. Mm -hmm. And we give that to them. That's one less thing that they have to worry about for that month. 
Yeah. Um, you know, so again, there there are a lot of different ways that, that we can get people involved. Sure. And we do a lot of stuff throughout the year. We have um, uh, at least a 12, at least a dozen events throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether they're fundraising events or and then we also are putting together a larger calendar of activities for our families to do for our our matches to do so uh, we have a winter party for our kids every year we have a, a fall party uh, but this year we're planning to do an end of the year school bash that we're partnering up with actually a company that's right down the road here in Sayville um, you can give them a shout out that's cool Zenith Abstract it's a title company oh all right. um you know, so we do stuff throughout the year as well. So, mm-hmm. and, and those are opportunities for people to get involved if they can't be a mentor. It's, mm-hmm. it's There's so much that we can do. We did a paint night the other night. We had somebody that, um, I don't even know the relationship, but they're involved with someone in the agency. And they said they wanted to host a paint, ni- a paint night for our matches. Sure. So they came into our office. At, How many people usually show up for these things? It depends on where we are. Mm-hmm. Um this one was in our Islandia office, so I think I want to say ten matches showed up, okay. uh, which is which is pretty good. Sure, uh, but the month, people. the month before that, we had a sports night in at in Northport, okay, at, at North North Sport facility. Um, the month before that, we had a movie night at our Islandia office. Sure. So it just depends on where we are, what we're doing, absolutely. Um, you know how many people we can hold. So love it, man. Yeah, that's so cool. No, I love it. I love it. Um, and, and a little part of me, I'm still dying to nerd back out with you. Uh, so, so Chuck walked in and I, and I saw he had a a hoodie on and for, for the people that are listening mainly, but, and I could see the V E L and then the S T U. And I was like, Oh, I know what that, I know what that says. That says Marvel studios. And I was like, Oh, so you're, you know, you're obviously a fan. And, uh, the shirt says more than a fan. Oh yes, it does. It does. It literally actually says more than a fan, uh, the first 10 years. So, what I think is so funny is, uh, you know, as as we're sitting here, and End Game came out literally yesterday. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, me too, me too. Oh. Um, so immediately we headed off to when are you going to see it? Uh, and and Chuck's like in a few hours, and I said I might have to wait a little bit longer and try to, <laughs> you know, sway the girlfriend to say yes to it so she could fall asleep during the movie and I could watch it in silence. Nope, just just let her stay at home. Give her. <laughs> Go get her a bottle of wine. <laughs> take take that movie ticket money and go get her a bottle of wine. You can give her a foot rub before you leave. Like here, honey, enjoy yourself. I'm gonna I'm I'm not going to annoy you right now because I know that's what I do. I'm gonna give you this bottle of wine. Let's kick your feet up. I'm gonna go watch this movie for three hours and I'll be back. I was gonna say it's a three hour movie too. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, it can be five hours long. I don't care. Oh, I I'll, I'll be look, so excited if I had time to sit and watch it. Immediately after the first time I'm watching it later today, no, I would do it. No, are you I serious? Look, I, I'm a very simple man. Okay, I I don't need much sure. to to whatever be happy or, or you know get those endorphins going. I still go to the track because I ran track in college. I love running in the rain. I love going to the gym, and I love my superhero movies and pro wrestling. That's all sure. I need. You like, are you a, talking like, when you say pro wrestling? I probably should WWE. ask WWE. Uh, WWE. Oh yeah. Uh, really? Don't, I shouldn't say. Oh really? Why did you say it like that? Because I know it's fake. There is a t- oh, here's that <laughs> f word. There's the f word. <laughs> Look, there is a table right here. I would love to show you how fake it is. Um, <laughs> just, just do me a favor and don't use the f word. We can use scripted. All right, all right, we that's better. We can use predetermined outcomes. Sure. 
but we can't use fake because everything that you love is probably fake because it's scripted. That's all WWE is. Oh, yeah. It's scripted. It's, Everything is. But the athleticism, absolutely not. It's incredible. And I'll tell you because I trained. And yeah. I, you know, oh, I you trained, trained to be in the I WWE? A long time ago. Um, and I was also It's no a, joke. A, a you you legitimately take a beating. You legitimately take a beating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, that's WWE, nuts. I, it's, I've watched it my entire life. My son is now obsessed with it just like I am. Really? Um, and he's three, so that's way awesome. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, I'm I'm a huge fan. Do you man. watch uh, UFC or no UFC? Just WWE. I watch it if there's nothing else on. Okay. If I catch it, sure. But it's it's definitely not anything that I'm actively going to see. Um, um, I'm just not I'm not into the cage. I, I like the entertainment piece of WWE. I was gonna say you that's know, that's what you're paying for. You're paying for and it's real yeah, entertainment. I mean, my the, my thing with UFC is, um, I don't I don't really. What does WWE watch. stand for? World World Wrestling Entertainment. Okay. It used to be the F Federation. Okay. But there's a little uh, organization called the World Wildlife. Well, I can't talk today. The World Wildlife Fund. Oh that yeah, yeah, yeah. Sued the WWF at no! the time for the letters. Really? And this was in 2002. <laughs> That's I'm a historian. Um, this oh, it's good that you know all this. I'm learning so much. I and, love this. Um, there was like this big get the F out. There was like. If, if you if you look back to WWE now E then F, there was um, an era where it was always get the F out. That's why because they got sued by the, oh. by the World Wildlife Fund. They had to drop the F, and they you know they added the E, which I mean Vince McMahon is a, is a business genius. That's a business genius. Um, <laughs> Vince McMahon took um, you know the entertainment piece of, of world wrestling, uh-huh. and he morphed it into what it is today i mean they have studios they have their network they sure. have i mean what what he's done with with his brand um you know over the last 20 years or so is absolutely incredible sure and um, the fans that are dedicated uh, the fans that watch it are dedicated as could be like absolutely. dedicated um but yeah man i've i've always been a fan i'm you know, it's but back to the UFC piece. It's just I don't want to watch you dance around the ring trying to find the sweet spot to to dive in, and and then you Almost got the ground somebody. and pound for the ground and pound is ten fifteen seconds, and then you either you either back out and do it again, or you tap out or pass out. Sure, like, I'm good. I'll watch the highlights. That's what sports in is for. Mm, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All right, I get that. I get that. Uh, I watched. So uh, I don't know if you saw up there, but I have the money fight. Uh, bought that when I was hammered one day. And, oh, uh, and I watched that fight. I bought it actually before the fight came out, and I was like, "This is going to be a great fight." Wasn't a great fight, um, but what I what I what I truly appreciate is the fact that uh, somebody leaving their comfort zone to go into somebody else's comfort zone and give it a best effort fight, mm-hmm. and that to me is incredible. Like the yeah. fact that like you're you're number one in one sport, you're willing to compete with the number one in another sport, <laughs> with the odds literally stacked against you, and you didn't do bad. Yeah. Kudos yeah. to you, bro. No, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's the way I look at it. I mean, he's definitely an interesting character, but oh, man, uh, you can't take anything away from McGregor. That. Yeah. Both of them. Oh yeah, for sure. Both of them. Um, Floyd Floyd May- Money Mayweather. Um. 
No, it's 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 absolutely incredible. I think you know I I didn't watch. I don't watch too much boxing. I try to I try to catch a UFC fight here and there. Uh, I don't really watch TV in general, but I did watch the uh, Infinity Wars yesterday, prepping for. Um, I was supposed to watch it. End game. I, I got a little busy, but um, that's okay because I've watched it quite a few times in the last few months. So, so <laughs> it's not like I don't know what happened. Quite a few. <laughs> so, so back to the the internet gurus uh, who teach me all the things that I don't know about the Marvel, the MCU. Okay. Um. So we were talking about you know watching videos multiple times, and one thing that I absolutely loved is, you know, because I I try not to go during opening weekend because you like like you said people cheer and this that and the other thing and it kind of doesn't ruin the movie, but you miss you miss key right. things in the movie. So I watched, you know, I watched the video Wars when it came out. I don't think I watched it again right away for a while until yesterday. But what I did okay. do is watch a ton of these videos, spoiler alerts, things like not even spoiler alerts, just things that happen in the movies, people's uh, analytical breakdown on, on different right. things, and getting ready for for Endgame. Mm-hmm. And what I and and you find all these like either Easter egg things or like how people you know what people said. And actually, it's not so much like things in Infinity Wars, but how things tied in from Infinity Everything. Wars to to movies way prior to that you know the first captain marvel and stuff like that And you're like oh okay yeah and like because i I don't have time to like go through it you know 35 (laughs) times to like to catch every little thing yeah you know why is this or why is this and then so then i watched it again yesterday and i you know you remember all these different things you know uh spoiler alert for for, actually i I don't even care if you haven't watched infinity wars if you you haven't seen infinity war you're not gonna get it. it together um so when when Stormbreaker goes into Thanos's chest and he's like you should have aimed for the head and all this kind of stuff and you're like oh maybe like I get it and like all these different things and the, and obviously the snap and you're like okay things that you would have missed like he had already snapped and pulled himself away you know before he could have died or anything like that and you know why didn't he aim for the head and then you know why didn't um Star-Lord why did Star Lord ruin the opportunity to get Thanos? Damn it, Star Lord. Yeah. Oh. Um there was angry actually, at you. <laughs> there was one part in the movie. Actually, Star Lord's Star So we're talking shit right now. That's what we're gonna do. And I'm I'm now cursing in my own podcast. But that dude screwed this shit up twice. He had the opportunity to kill Gamora, who Thanos would have never found the Soul Stone, and then on top of that, ruins the ability to get the gauntlet off Thanos. He has ruined the shit. Like I literally got angry at my phone yesterday while watching. I'm like, dude, you, you. Not only did you screw this shit up once, you, you know screwed why? this shit up twice. You know why? Why? Love. Don't do it. Don't just just walk away. Just walk away. It's it's. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, if you got somebody out there that you love, hold on to them. <laughs> oh, it's a man. long start. I got so angry. I was like, you. Yeah, Star Lord. Star Lord messed up. Uh, but I got to say, my favorite part about the entire movie, and this is going to sound so ridiculous, is when Thor calls um, the raccoon. Rabbit. Rabbit. <laughs> Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> he gets angry every time, and does, but doesn't correct him. The rabbit is right. <laughs> and, and the other funny part, and the other the absolute, I cried laughing on the train when this part came, was when Thanos puts his new eye in. And he goes, oh, I stole that. He goes, oh, I had to sneak it out through my... And he already put it in his eye. And you know what he was going to say? Oh, you know. 
And I just cried. That was the funniest out of everything in that movie. That was the absolute funniest moment. <laughs> they, I mean, they really did a great job with Rocket. They, uh, they really did. Kudos to Bradley Cooper. Uh, uh, I know you're listening, so high five. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, Rocket and, and, I mean, Groot, Groot's a fan favorite just because he's a big old tree. But Sure. Um, you know, the, the back and forth with, um, with Thor and Rocket in Infinity War was reminiscent to the back and forth that was going on in Ragnarok. I mean, because Ragnarok yes. was a was a freaking masterpiece, and it's yes, honestly, it's what sure. Thor needed. It's what Thor's character, what his 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 universe needed um, for his first two installments. I mean, Thor is my favorite Avenger. Um, his first two movies were very underwhelming, but he's still my favorite. Sure, um, you think underwhelming? I didn't Black see Panther. the first one. I I can't find it anywhere, didn't? and I didn't want to. And I'm not. Uh, you can come over. I have it. I'm oh. in. I'm in, dude. I'm in. I, Thor, look, I. I, I I don't say they're underwhelming. That's what everyone else says. Sure, I will still watch. Sure, Thor and I thought Dark Ragnarok World. was like holy shit. Well, Ragnarok is it's in a whole other. It's, was there two movies prior to Ragnarok or one? There's two. There were God. two. Um, and if you watch Ragnarok, you you probably don't want to watch the first two because they're that much different. They really are. Really, they they really are. But again, I still like Thor. He's still my favorite. Um. Yeah, next to Black Panther, um, because dude, they but, did talk um, about a sick movie. Black Panther was incredible, man. Like um, God, I still cry at the damn. at the last scene. Um, it's that movie, like emotionally, it, it was stressful. It was. Um, it, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it was definitely emotionally uh, emotionally stressful. Um, you know, and then for me, and you know, people, some people, you know, they want to toss out the cliche stuff, but. Well, that was the first stuff. time that there was a black superhero portrayed the way that that was. I think he I killed mean, it. No, he absolutely killed it. But what I'm saying is, is that was the first time that a black superhero, a black movie in general, had the budget that they mm-hmm. had, sure. had the talent that they had, sure. the crew, and it was it was it was incredible to see. Um, you know, I'm 34 years old, and I've never had an opportunity to see anything like that. Sure. Um, you know, and 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 again, and, and I I still say this, and I will always admit it. The last scene in the movie, I cry every time because you know that little kid at the end of the movie, he looks at him and he's like, "Who are you?" Like at no point in my life could anyone that looks like me say that sure. to anyone. Sure. In in that like to any superhero. Sure. It it's just it's you can't find it. Absolutely. You we got. Um, you know, so that, I mean, that's just, oh man, it, it is epic. And now, um, I don't know if you saw Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, but no, that is an incredible That's a cartoon movie. though, right? It is, but it's, it, we're going to call it animated. Okay. Not a cartoon because they take, um, like there's a lot of comic elements mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, but that movie is incredible. It really is. So, so to, to, to to kind of co- uh, continue with the the Black Panther idea, I think what what I absolutely love, and I don't, and I think I want to say it started kind of with Deadpool, where not so much mm-hmm. the characters, but the fact that the mo- like the people that make movies realized we could do things that we didn't used to do. Yeah. Like we could curse, we could do like we could do all of these things, especially right. under under Disney, 
which you know they they were the first De- R-rated Deadpool's movie. Not, Deadpool's not technically. Deadpool's still Fox. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like we could curse, we could do, we could break down. I think right. it's called the third wall. Mm-hmm. Like we could do all these things, yeah. and I think what's what's happening now is you start to see these sudden influxes of movies that wouldn't normally be generally accepted by people, but and and not I shouldn't say that. That's not the right term. Not generally accepted. Be made by producers in Hollywood. Because now they're realizing, oh my God, we have all this talent over here that we've never given money to. Let's start giving them money. We have all of these people that were terrified that Deadpool was going to be a total flop because they cursed. And it was crazy successful. Like they're realizing that they could do all of these different things. And I think what's going to happen is it's just going to continuously change the world of movies. Well, I think the MCU's done that by themselves. Um, you know, Deadpool, <clears throat> I, I'm, I don't know who thought that it would flop because he was a cursor, because Deadpool is a merc with a mouth. That's his yes. name. So if you didn't know that that was coming... But when you are when you are a executive at you know, one of these. Oh yeah, no, you're and right. And you're, you're like, right. oh, but, my but, ideal customer hey man, is a strap, 13-year-old. Exactly, but you strap rated our own there, and you know what you're getting. Um, of course, you know. But um, I, you're right. You're absolutely. There was a right, lot of I talk think. about Deadpool being a flop, and then it crushed it. Wow, I, I was not a part of any of those conversations. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, um, you know. But if you so yesterday was it yesterday? No, uh, day before yesterday. Um, not a flop in a bad movie. A flop meaning it just wasn't going to produce the numbers they wanted. Right, right. No, I understand that. Um, you know, but. Again, the MCU, I think, has done that on their own. If you look back to 2008 and you watch Iron Man, sure. the first one, sure. and you fast forward to, um, I mean, you could fast forward to Infinity War or you could fast forward to uh, February with uh, Captain, or excuse me, March with Captain Marvel, um, you see Kids the evolution down. in, <laughs> <laughs> you see the evolution in, in the product. It is oh. incredible. Um, but, but even watching uh, Iron Man, you know, I was just, I mean, I, I take like, that's the stuff that I take back. That's the stuff sure. that I experience. And I'm sitting there watching Iron Man. I'm just like, yo, dude, you want to see 2008 and oh my God, like you can even hear the difference in the way that they talk, the way that Tremendous they had edition. RDJ talk in this, in the suit sure. to now. Like he actually talks like he's in a mask. Like you can hear, keep the skies clear. Whoosh, and he takes yeah. off. But now he's talking normal. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, like just something that minuscule that sure. you look Changes. back to 2008 and it's like, what? But I noticed it again in Civil War. I watched Civil War the day I watched Iron Man. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> and uh, when Black Panther was introduced in his suit. Sure. He was talking like he was in the mask. But in the movie, uh-huh. in his movie, he wasn't when he had the mask on. So, you know, Very I don't know if that's a, hey, when we introduce a character with a mask, he has to talk like he's in the mask, and then we can transition away from that. Or, oh, maybe, I, like, I don't well, know. Yeah, but it could but, be from their perspective. But that's something that, like, I didn't notice that back in 08 when Iron Man came out. Dude, because they thought it just about happened everything over time. in those movies. And then they pulled that, that little audio piece out and it's like all right we're gonna make rdj talk regular sure he's not gonna be in the mask talking and i was just like i mean that's just whatever that's how deep so (laughs) so you want to hear you want to see something crazy 
So, uh, and, and it's kind of crappy because by the time this comes out, nobody's going to be able to see these on Netflix. But I just started uh, Netflix a couple months, I shouldn't say a couple months, a couple of weeks ago, released all of the James Bond movies. Um, what boogie. Oh, uh, you, you, uh, you're a James I'm Bond a, fan? I'm a huge James so, Bond fan. So I'm like, screw it. I'm going to just try to get through as many as I can in the time. <laughs> and like, I just found out they're getting pulled May 1st, which sucks. No. So, yeah, dude, I'm pissed. Wait, are you, is it Netflix or Amazon? Netflix. How have I not seen that? I thought they were on Amazon. I know I saw them. On they, they were like the but number whatever. one on Netflix for like a week, and then as other oh, things whatever. came out, they 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 dropped down, and yeah. and I just found out that they're getting pulled on May first, which kind of sucks because I didn't get to watch as many as I wanted. But what's crazy is is the transition of like movies, like how movies have looked, and oh yeah. So I watched. Uh, have you ever seen Moonraker? Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you seen all the James Bond movies? Pretty much. Okay, I have. I haven't. I'm still working on my way. So I watched Moonraker yesterday, and or finished it up. And I guess something must have happened in the world at that time. And I haven't checked the dates yet of like Star Wars coming out or something like that. Because for some reason they thought it was a good idea to just put laser guns everywhere. And I was like, I was like, uh, this is like way overkill, guys. And. But it, it like so I, I watched the first the first couple I, I watched like the first three and then I, I went out of order on accident and so now I'm watching uh, a view to a kill and okay. um so there's there's a black girl in there and her name is Mayday mm-hmm. and what's so this is how bad the movies were back then <laughs> there's a chase scene with uh George Connery I think his name is. And what? Uh, Sean. Sean. No, it's not. Is it Sean? Uh, who's in that movie? Which actor is it? In uh, Moonraker. Yeah. Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe it's Roger. Is that Roger? Oh yeah, Roger Moore. Yeah, it's Roger Moore. Okay. And um, <clears throat> so there's a chase scene of Roger Moore and and Mayday, and you can actually see that when she's running, it's a white person under like these garments <laughs> but then like in the confrontation scene it goes back to her and then like spoiler uh, it's not even a spoiler this movie's been out for like 50 years so <laughs> so there's so she gets on the boat and then she takes off this like i don't even know what you would call it mask thing it's like oh, i don't know it was the weirdest looking thing ever but she pulls it off and then she's black again and i'm like <laughs> Did nobody realize that like you could see her skin in like the in like the chase scene, like her eyes and everything, and then she cut. There were no black stunt doubles back then. Like not not even that. It was just like that's what you guys could do to figure out how to ho- like. How did nobody catch that? I mean, out of everything you guys well, do, look, it was seventy nine, and it wasn't Lucas Studios. It, it, it rough, like like not even that. That's all it is. It's just like. <laughs> And then in, in in Moonraker, it's like the shuttle's blowing up, and it and and I did like a little bit of like hit movie study, and they they used to film the uh, the when they were going to space things in water because they would be less they would be semi neutrally buoyant, but the funny thing is like they get into space and nobody's floating, <laughs> and I'm like, no one ever floats in space. Guys, you're supposed to fl- you're in space. Well, but I mean, think about it. Did you ever see the non-remastered version of the original Star Wars? No, it's bad. <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. It, the, you know, you can see the technology um, increase know, with, the, with the with the ships, with the lightsaber. Sure, you know, with the blast and stuff. You can see how awful just how 
just how far we've come. Oh, true. I'm not going to knock that. Light because that still came ahead. in 79, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> you know, but you can see the difference between the non the non-mastered uh, remastered version of, of the original Star yeah. Wars to the to the remastered version. It's, and and it, it's crazy. It it really is. It it's is. crazy. Like I watched uh, uh the James Bond one when the dude's got the fake hand. I think that I think it's Goldfinger. No, it wasn't Goldfinger. Goldfinger was also when the planes fly over and everybody dies and they all the plane is hundreds of feet above and, and they all just lay down at the exact same I'm like that was that not how this would look at all. Like like whatever they're spraying, this invisible gas, would not drop to the ground in like it's faster than gravity could you know pull what? it. See, that's that's why WWE is better because <laughs> It's it's scripted and and you're gonna get you're gonna get the entertainment of hey man let's make this a little bit more dramatic don't all just drop at the same time oh my god <laughs> like it's just it's like there's so so many things that happen in these movies and and I it's just James Bond because that's I, I'm just a big fan of James Bond and I was like they release all the movies and I've always wanted to see all the movies let me go back but like the like even the acting like. In uh, which one was it? When he's in like uh, Havana or something like that, and he shakes up a martini, pours the drinks, wraps the bed in in sheets with <laughs> with like with pillows in it, yeah. and the guy walks in, opens the door, starts shooting the the bed, and then he just miraculously shoots him two times and drops him dead. You're like, okay, James Bond has a license to kill. Come on now, let's be serious. Oh my god! One one hit. One hit. That's all you need. Did you ever play Goldeneye? How yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. I can't be beaten. So, um, <laughs> you know, but the man with the golden gun, all James Bond needs is one shot. Unless, uh, you know, unless he's going up against Francisco Scaramanga. The, uh, you got to watch out. Dude, the acting <laughs> was so bad back in the day. And, but, and I don't even care about the acting, but, like, just – the subtle details, I'm, and I'm not very, I'm not detail oriented at all. But like Venom, for example, another another movie. So the point when she gets fired from the job and she's walking out with a box of stuff, she gets fired. She drops all her stuff, and so, and you see something fall out of the box on her left side. Now, when the video swaps over to the to facing her left side, the item that fell out is no longer there. And I'm like, guys. Those are grips. Those are uh, that's a bad grip. Grips are they're they're the ones who are supposed to make sure that each shot uh, has has you know the, the all the shots are are the same and um, you know that that was a, a miss. I like and I and I normally would never and I never really pick up on stuff like that ever. Like as I get a little more in tune with it and like mainly because these these nerds online they just tell me all these things about like you gotta look for this you gotta look for this and like now I'm going back. And like, and and I just say um, a, a view to a view to a kill because I'm literally in the middle of watching it. And by the way, it's crazy to see Christopher Walken young, young. <laughs> like, oh my lord! Um, and he was still a dumb good actor th then. Um, and and the girl, not she's not that good of an actor. Not talking trash, uh, like. But it, I was just like some of the things that she does. I'm just like, really? Like that's what you guys do. <laughs> and but it was just like how did you miss that she's like running up these things and then eagle miraculously wears a parachute to run up a giant 
uh, elevator outside and then climbs over, doesn't get shot at all. But you know what? And then Assassin Creed dives off of it, pulls a chute, and lands and then lands on a ship. His car gets knocked in half twice. He chases her like. But look, this is oh what my Lord. This, this is entertainment. This is what people don't. So you know, outside of Big Brothers Big Sisters, I I work at the Garden. And oh, we're getting Field, into that. Too. And um, you know, so I, I've been affiliated with entertainment in some way, shape, or form for quite some time. And I was an actor in college. Entertainment in in every facet gives you a reality that you will never experience. Sure. And that's why it's such a big draw. I mean, you have your bookworms who don't really care about entertainment. You you know, you've got your people who are so logical. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to watch it. The end. All right, that's cool. But damn near everybody else in the world, is they're, they're all in. Oh, I'm all in. Because okay. it's a reality that you will never experience. The Marvel, the MCU... MCU is bringing the comics to life that that we sure. all grew up with, sure. the, the cartoons that we all grew up with. They're bringing them to life, so that's why it has taken on. That's why it's so enormous, sure, because it's everything that we grew up with, and we never thought that we would see it live action, and mm -hmm. it's live action. Yeah. That's why live action movies are taking off so much. Sure, you got. I mean, I'm excited about uh, Aladdin and Lion King coming back out, the oh, live I mean, action yeah. versions, because. Who didn't cry when Mufasa died? I know. It was a cartoon. Know. You know? I know. I mean, so, and the fact that uh, James Earl Jones is still alive to voice Mufasa again, you know, that for me is huge because sure. James Earl Jones is is an icon in, in acting in general. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to meet him when I was in uh, the theater department at Albion College. He came and spoke to us. Um, and to hear his voice, I met him, I talked to him, to hear his voice live, like he said my name, sure. where I was from, and I was sure. like, oh my God, like that voice is, that voice, like. It's crazy. You know, so that's entertainment, man. That's that's why, you know, we can look at these movies and break it down like that. I, I mean, Star Wars, the, we're about to we're about to wrap up the saga. I know. This year, what? It's crazy. Who's not going to cry? I know. When, when this is all said and done, I mean. And I don't know how big you do are they, into Star Wars. Do they confirm Wars, they're but... going to wrap it up? Because apparently it was supposed to be wrapped up already, allegedly. No, there's no way. Uh, did you see the Did you see um, the Last Jedi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way they wrapped it up. So, the Rise of Skywalker is the wrap. Interesting. Nine nine movies. Um, I guess these nerds online. I blame the nerds that give me all my. <laughs> <laughs> possibly fake or possibly true information. Um, but yeah, apparently it was supposed to be wrapped. That's what I read online. It was supposed to be wrapped up already. It was supposed to be done. With what movie? Uh, not the last one. The one in like, oh, in like the early 2000s. Oh, that's, you're talking about, um, well, no, 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 no. Uh, you're probably talking about episode three, um, which talked about the, wait. One, two, three. Yeah. So three was when Anakin became Darth Vader. Yes. That's not a rap. That was the prequel that told us <laughs> that. I don't know who the hell you listened to and told you that. I know. Um, Look, you I, know, that I, was, I believe everything on the internet. It's like, oh, Lord. Okay. Let me get a blog. I'm out. just kidding. I'm oh. just kidding. Relax. <laughs> no, but episode three everything was, on the internet is true, though, was telling us, um, you know, how Anakin became Darth Vader. And, um, you know, then, but, but even after that, you have. Rogue One. Rogue One is the movie that 
is in between episode three and episode four, mm-hmm. the old 79. Sure. Um, you know, and but that doesn't even dive into how dominant Vader was. It shows you a little snippet at the end of the movie, which is a direct lead into the fo- the opening scene of episode four. So, um, no, there was never a wrap up. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was supposed to end at 2015. Um, 15. Yeah. Star Wars, the force, the force awakens. Um, Oh no, that's, that was a start. That was, that was starting a, a new, yeah. yeah starting a new thing. Kickoff. Um, one thing I have to say before, because it's driving me nuts. The other thing that dr- drives me nuts about James Bond is all the bad guys have these evil henchmen that are all. Well, you can't do anything without an evil henchman. They're like, well, I guess it's just the acting time, honestly. <laughs> like Jaws. Oh, my God. Uh, like, you're like, from Moonraker, it, like, everybody's just got these evil henchmen. Like, the one, uh, the Asian dude uh, in. Um, Hot job. Is that his name, Ajab? With the hat. God, you got so you you're right on on point. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just like maybe it's just all of them, but they were all awful. I don't know. I mean, again, that that was the the but that equation. was the time. Yeah, that was that the was equation the time. for. Hey, man, we got to come up with a good guy and a bad guy. Well, the bad guy needs a right hand because you know it's only going to look right when the good guy who's all alone beats the bad guy who has this team and it's like really big and massive. Whatever. They're all like hulks. Yeah. Human hulks. You sure. guys can't come up with something more interesting than that? Assassins? Well, something. you can now because we have the Jason Stathams of the world and the Jet Leans and, you know, people like that. But God, that back then, no. Hell no. Couldn't do it back then. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Just <laughs> uh, That was one thing I just I realized literally halfway through uh, A View to a Kill, and I'm like, they all have the same evil henchmen. <laughs> it's all the same. Like, the, like Mayday, Jaws... The uh, the they're all just the same principle of like superhuman strength mm-hmm. killers yep. that do everything that their master says mm-hmm. except Jaws he turned on him badass um sorry it was driving me nuts I I no, I, no, I literally no, had an epiphany no, no. on the train I'm like oh shit they all have bad henchmen <laughs> and they they're all not the greatest actors um that's terrible I'm so mean. Uh, no, that's that's an opinion. It's I mean, you know, some of them weren't, but that was the best that they could choose from at the time. I know, I know. You so know. I actually read on. So people have ranked the worst Bond movies in order. Mm-hmm. God, ruthless. Yeah. Again, an opinion. That's you know, that's what people. Do. I mean, people rank the worst WWE everything in order it's all, fake. all the time. Don't <laughs> look, man. I told you not to use that <laughs> F word. We 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 got to stop using that F word. It's all scripted. I actually know somebody that that is. I don't know if I don't think he ever made it officially in, but he made it into. I don't know if it's an offshoot, but like the B rank. NXT. I, I don't know. Who was his name? Uh, Brandon Knight. He's from Bayport. I'm pretty sure. Mm, I'm gonna know. I'm gonna see if he comes up. But I mean the 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 current cruiserweight champion is from Ridge, uh, Tony Anthony Nice. Um, one of the tag champions is from somewhere in Nassau. Where is Ryder from? I don't know. He's from Nassau. Um, Mick Foley is from from Smithtown. Oh, is it really? Mankind. He's I mean, he's a legend. I, anyone who knows wrestling knows who uh, Mankind is. He's from Smithtown. Um, <clears throat> uh, Brandon Knight doesn't come. Uh, maybe maybe that's not his name. Or maybe that's not a show name. I don't know. I mean, there are so many people out there, man. It's um, 
you know, it, it, again, it's growing. I mean, now they have a developmental brand. They have a brand that is solely for the people who are not making six-figure contracts traveling all over the world. They are the ones that are sitting in Orlando, Florida, working on their craft, uh, training, working on promos, the whole nine. Sure. Um, you know, and that's that's new. Um, I don't know. I can't remember when the Performance Center opened up. But, I mean, that and that brand is in. Incredible! It is. It is. It's really good to watch. It, it really is. Oh, I believe um, it. You know, I believe it, it. It has it has a lot of elements of back in the day. I think that, and this is a personal belief of mine, and I think this this usually follows suit with most things. The we'll call it the major leagues of sports, like the WWE, the UFC, um, the NFL, all of these things. The college or like the b teams will say and i don't say b because i know that like the yankees have like their farm farm team but like those are usually more entertaining to watch than the actual like the nfl you're like i know what's gonna happen they're all gods essentially like i don't care if you like the dude tom brady you know that that dude's making the pass like 90 percent of the time like you know that skittles is is going to crush it. Like, you just know what's going to happen. Like, that dude's going to catch the goddamn ball. Like, you just know that these things are going to happen. Right, right. Like, and then I love the mystery of not knowing. I've really so, gained an appreciation for that lately. I I make it no secret um, that I'm from Michigan, that I'm a big Michigan State University fan. Sure. And uh, that I am pro-college sports. Sure. And I think college I, I sports are I don't, awesome. I'm not the biggest fan of pro sports. Um, I obviously watch them, but <clears throat> I am all into college sports. Sure, college football season. I don't. I don't. I don't spend my Sundays in front of the TV for the sure. NFL. I spend my Saturdays in front of the TV for college game day and wrap up. And I watch every game in between. God March damn. Madness. You know, if I can, because you sure. know, we always have something to do. Um, you know, March Madness, and I work at the Garden for college basketball sure. with St. John's and uh, host the Big East tournament. But March Madness, man, you know, I, I sit there and I watch the games. I sure. play basketball. I'm watching the game. I watch the men and women's uh, tournament, actually, uh, because the women play the game the way it's supposed to be played. The men have the athleticism and they can do all the things that they do. But, um, you know, being here in New York, man, there are not that many college sports fans because New York doesn't have the college teams that they need to really build that love and that fire mm -hmm. for college sports. And I sure. say it all the time. And it, I mean, it's true. It's a general statement, but it is true. A hundred percent. In New York, you have St. John's university. That's it. Yeah. They got rid of their football team years ago and the basketball team, you know, I love my Johnny's, but you know, we're, we're clawing back up to sure. where we Stony Brook's got were. a D1 football team. Stony, yeah, but, but they don't even get the limelight. What conference, though? I know. You know, I know. it's like all right, Stony Brook, and I went to some of their games. I, I've seen them play, but sure. I'm from I'm I'm from Big Ten country. I know. I have friends down in the Big SEC. Big Ten country. Like, you want to watch some football? You watch Big Ten, or you watch the SEC? Mm -hmm. Sure. Or the Pac-12? Sure. Or the Big Twelve? Sure. You're not watching the what is I think Stony Brook's the American Conference or something like that. I, yeah. Like no. I know. So New Clemson's York, got a. Well, Clemson is – they're incredible. It's they, huge. Oh, man. That, I have a friend that goes there. She's like, no, no, it's a way of life that, there. Well, it is, but that's the thing. It's a way of life everywhere else yes. outside of New York. Yeah. If you – Penn State. Oh, Penn huge. State's right next door. Huge. And Villanova. Villanova's only basketball, though. I was going to say, I mean, yeah. they have football, but we not – Right, sure. right. College um, sports. 
I'm talking about, you know, football and basketball, Penn State, they're in the Big Ten. It's a different ball game. It's a different sure. game. Sure. And so you're absolutely right. The 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 minors or the developmentals are are, are more exciting because they're playing for the check. Yes. They don't have the check. They're, well, they're playing for the check and they're playing to potentially get another check. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're trying to earn the, the next big thing. And not even that, you know, I, I think that and this is just a belief, but like they're doing it more because they love it than it's, more because it's, it's not their oh, job. No, no, it's it's absolutely all hard. You know, you get you get it's, picked up and you're there for for a couple, for a season or two. You made it, bro. Like you, you're like even the even the lowest paid NFL players are still making bank. Yes and no. Um, <laughs> people don't, and 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 I, the educator in me is coming out. Um, but people don't realize. Um, you know, what goes into and more importantly, what comes out of an NFL check. If you're not making that crazy seven, eight figure, uh, if you don't have that crazy seven or eight figure contract, um, <clears throat> you are definitely living the good life, but you're not making the bank that most people associate the league with. Of course. Um, you know, and then to go a step further, you know, that's why I'm a huge advocate of these kids staying in school for four years, getting their education to figure out which avenues they're going to they're gonna go down when their playing days are done. Because if you're going after the money, um, one, that money's not going anywhere. You know, if, if you get hurt, fine, okay. But you run that risk in anything that you do. So, but I, I don't – I'm not a fan of pushing these kids out to the league before before they graduate. If they have it, sure, fine. But there are a lot of players who don't have it. What they have is somebody in their ear telling them that they're good enough to go get paid. And then they go, they sign an agent, mm-hmm. they can't go back to school, they don't get drafted or they get drafted really low, and they don't make the money. And then what? You're out of school with two to three years. You're out of everything. Sure. With two to three years of education, and you don't make a decision to go back and finish. Uh, and that's right. that's very frustrating for me to see. So, even still, NFL worst paid players, and this is just from uh, Cure. I don't even know how to say this. What is it? Four hundred eighty thousand. Yeah. Yeah, almost five. Yep. You ain't retiring on that, but well, you can if you manage it. If you manage it. Mm-hmm. Still some Absolutely. pretty pretty decent money though. Oh no, no, no. I'm not saying it's not at all. Sure. Um you you look, if I have four hundred eighty thousand dollars <laughs> hey man, you know, I could I could send my girlfriend on every trip she wanted to go sure, on. Sure, <laughs> sure. Because I don't need much. Um, you know, but you know, people whatever. Yes. It's 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 money. Sure. It's money that we sure. don't have. Yeah, yeah, you weren't kidding. <laughs> Yeah, you know the wor- the wor- the minimum to play for an NFL player is seventy six hundred dollars a week. Mm-hmm. You're not exactly struggling. Nope. On that money, and if and you are, you got to get a better financial advisor. You're doing what you love to do. Yep. You're winning um, in every in every way every way I could possibly say. Know, and that's you know that's one of my problems with with the pro level. You know, we have these guys who, who are sitting out and who are making a big deal about their contracts and stuff like that. And I understand to a certain degree, like, hey, man, I'm worth it. I'm going to fight for what I'm worth. Sure. But you're getting paid to do what you love to do. You're getting paid to do what you did since you could walk. I know. You're getting paid to do Don't what we all wish sure. we could do. And if it, and what's the difference? And you're going to sit out over a comma? 
Uh huh. That's why you sitting out over a comma. And most of the time, it's not even over a comma. Most of the time, it's literally over like a couple million. Not look, man. I just it's it's really frustrating. If you make forty million dollars, honestly, forty to fifty million is not that big of a change in your that is your lifestyle is literally not going to change at that point. Nope. Ten million dollars extra a year is not enough money. Is not you know for people that are listening to this, be like, oh, you guys are scumbags. You're talking about ten million dollars. No, ten million dollars to most people is life changing money. But when you're making already exactly forty million dollars and, and you yep. want fifty or sixty. Yep. Your lifestyle is not going to be that di- different. Yeah. Yes, okay, maybe you can't afford the biggest house that you could possibly want. Mm-hmm. By no stretch of the imagination, are you ever going to have to worry about money again right. if you manage it semi-correctly? But that's the problem, though. These these guys come out of school, and they don't have the mentors in place. They don't have the teams in place. Like LeBron James, say what you will about him. That man is a genius with his brand and he has an amazing team around him he will never have to worry about a thing in his life again and Bronny is going to be this in the same position because his son can play very well sure he's going to get a four-year you know full-ride scholarship he's probably going to play in the, in, in, in the NBA um, but then you have players like Allen Iverson mm-hmm. Iverson was the man but if he didn't sign that contract with Reebok stating that when you turn 50, we're going to give you this much money. And he'd be on the street. Yes. He would be on the street in Philly sure. if he did not sign that contract mm-hmm. because he mismanaged all of his money. Sure. And there was a point in time where Iverson was the hottest. Dude, talk about people that suck at managing there. money. That dude. Well, which one you point at? <laughs> Both. <laughs> right. More so, um, more so Mayweather. You know, and that, that I mean, dude is baroque. Yeah. It also doesn't help when you don't pay taxes. But well, that's a whole another topic. Well, there are other people who do that too. Um, <laughs> you know, but it's it's it it is frustrating because it's like, look, man, when you reach a certain point, like, all right, I'll take me for instance. I'm a old fashioned Midwestern gentleman. I'm from Flint, Michigan. If you give me two hundred thousand dollars, that's gonna change my life. Oh, and sure. I live in New York. It's still going to change my life. Sure. Because I'm going to manage it efficiently enough to put myself in a position to open myself up to more opportunities. Sure. And put some stuff away from my son or whatever. But that's a little bit of money to New York. Mm-hmm. I've, people tell me a million dollars isn't a lot of money. And I look at them like they're crazy. I'm like, excuse me, a million dollars is not a lot of money? Well, here, it's probably not. And I understand that. I get it. Houses are, you know, Five to eight hundred thousand dollars or more. You got college loans. You have whatever lavish lifestyles that you may or may not want to live. Fine. Okay. A million dollars isn't a lot of money for me. You give me a million dollars, I'm set. Sure. And I'm probably gonna leave New York. <laughs> but but so you also got to think of things on the flip side of things. You you didn't come from money, right? No. You didn't come from money. So if you don't come from money, you understand it, – it goes back to that – the uh, what is it? The old saying, a, a rich man will learn more becoming poor than a poor man becoming rich because the rich man already has mm-hmm. everything. Right. So, he, you know, he's only going to learn more as he continues to get poor. He's mm-hmm. only going to learn more as he loses his money and loses the ability to hire different people to do all of his things and stuff like that. Right. And not saying that you grow up poor, but if you don't have, if you're not rich 
from the get-go, you learn so many different things along right. the way. You learn how to, how do I get my, you know, we'll use myself as an example. Didn't, didn't grow up rich. And, you know, how do I see more concerts? You go get a job at Jones Beach. That's how you go see more concerts. How do you go see more <laughs> basketball? You go get a job at MSG. Like, it's the same concept. You're, you, it's just a different method that's of funny. going. I, I never thought about. Oh, it that dude, way. man, I that's mean, why I've worked at so many but, different places. It's all for the perks. I have done that, but I, I, I didn't look at it that way. But you know, somebody did ask me, like, yeah, damn, Chuck, you, you get a lot of stuff like handed to you, and I'm like, well, it's always been my job. Sure. Like the, the last job, the job that brought me here. I was a cheerleading instructor all across the world for um, uh, over 10 years. I traveled the world for work. Sure. I, I've, I've been to a few different continents for work. Sure. We're only working seven, eight hours a day. Sure. So I got to be a tourist. Mm -hmm. I got to experience the world. Sure. And I didn't pay anything. That's why most people join the military. They don't do it because they want to do it. They do it because they travel the world. You know, and, and, and now, yeah, well, I mean, with the garden. I shouldn't say most um, people. That's not true. There are oh, yeah, people yeah. that join the military yeah. specifically for how to travel on somebody else's dollar. Well, I mean, and I, and I don't look at it that way. Um, you know, I definitely don't want to take advantage of things. I don't I don't like handouts. Um, it just came with the territory. I mean, with the garden, my son, he's three years old. He's been at the garden since he was one month old. Sure. That boy has no idea that his dad works in the world's most famous arena that he can run onto the court after the game because all the security guards know who he is, mm -hmm. and they give him a high five and let him go on the court. I'm going to shake you down to go do that, by the way. Come to a game. We'll I'm go in. on the court after <laughs> the game. Um, you know, but my son, it, it he, you know, he, he's growing up here. He's sure. growing up, you know, with me and his stepmom, and, 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 you know, there are things that he's experiencing in his life that um, I wouldn't say that he takes for granted, but – he, it's going to take a long time for him to understand the enormity of, of, of what's in front of him. Sure. There's going to come a day where he's going to play at the Garden. You think? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not – look, I'm not going to live vicariously through my son because I've seen that happen <laughs> in my coaching days. He can do whatever the hell he wants to do, and I'm going to support him with whatever he does. Um, you know, but he's, he's a jock. Sure. He, he's a smart jock like his dad, but he's, he's definitely a jock nonetheless. He was walking in seven months and trying to play soccer at nine months. Um, God damn. Yeah, he's a Start him out young. Um, but, you know, <laughs> if he, if he plays Ronaldo. in the garden – Right. <laughs> I'm, I will send him across the pond in a heartbeat. <laughs> Because we play, so if he you wants to play a couple, soccer, I'm you like, can make, hey, man, you can make gonna, a couple hundred million. Don't worry about go it. Go over to London or or France. Or He's, something. Yeah, um, I think Ronaldo's the highest paid player in the world, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Um, you know, but if if the day comes where he plays in the garden, there, I, there's going to be a video that I send to Bristol, where Chuck Lot the Third is three years old running circles around the freaking St. John's Hologram. Oh, sorry, Messi is the number one. Ronaldo's yeah. number two. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Next topic. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's so it's it's funny you say that. So I have um, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Brian Carp, who's been on the show before, and he's a real estate agent out here. And he uh, he he's, he's been on twice now, and he shares some uh, incredible stories. And the first time I had him on, we talked quite a bit about his uh, his two sons and same thing where he's like he's like i just he goes i could just imagine it now them them playing professional nfl and we, you know brock 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 
Yeah, and, Brody, every, Brody, Brody. and every every father will say every, that about I their can't son. Imagine, I every yeah. single father will say that about their son. Sure. And, and you know, and that's like for me, you know, everyone's like, oh well, do you think he's gonna play basketball? Like, I, I don't know what he's gonna do, but whatever he does, he's gonna be the best at what he does. I was does. gonna say, that's, as long as he's good at it, it's all that matters. That you know, people I'm a confident guy. Um, I'm not cocky, but my delivery, because of my confidence, makes me sound cocky sure. to people who are not confident. Sure. I don't really know how to tell you that I'm not, and I'm sorry that you feel that way about me, <laughs> but I'm in I'm in entertainment. Sure. I can't go in front of 20,000 people and not be confident. Sure. So the stuff that I say, you have to mind you, confident. I'm a big pro wrestling fan, and one of my favorite wrestlers of all time is Mark Henry, and for years his saying was, that's what I do. And then you've got another guy, CM Punk, his saying was, I'm the best in the world. Chris mm-hmm. Jericho. I'm the best in the world at what I do. I say that stuff all the time. Now, it's jokes because if you watch wrestling, you know why I'm saying it. Sure. If you don't watch wrestling, oh, he's a, he's, he's a dick. Yeah. Pardon my French. It's cool. You can curse on the show. And I'm like, but I'm really not, though. That's just what the that's what the wrestler said, and I just thought it was cool, and I wanted to say it too. <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to be a pro wrestler. If, you know, I, if, but, if I just say what they say, maybe it'll work. But if you don't know that, I know, then, then you, that's, how you, that's but, how you receive it. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, you don't like him. That's so funny. Like, no, 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 no. No, no, that's not how that works. Sure. You know, and so with him, man, I'm, you know, I'm going to give him all the tools that he needs and, you know, be the father that my father was for me and sure you know see what happens sure are you sending him to public school or private school public school okay i (laughs) schools interesting so fire away i'm curious i hear people talk about school districts and stuff all the time and i was a former educator in in milwaukee wisconsin um i worked in the city of milwaukee i coached in the suburbs of milwaukee um I know Milwaukee, a nice place. Oh, I've never been. I love Milwaukee. If I could move back there, I would. Really? Um, yeah, I, it, it, it's my. It's definitely where. I don't a, even know where that a, is. Wisconsin. <laughs> it's no. a middle state. Um, it's, it's a middle state. Well, that's what I hear all the time. <laughs> it's a flyover state. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you see that down there? Yeah, we only go there when when we're flying over. Um, but I, in terms of education, I know what these kids need to go to college. So I don't want to hear about a school. Like, I don't want to hear, oh, that's a, that's a bad school district. That's this and that. Like, I don't care. Because oh, Wisconsin's if, not really a middle state. Oh, my, middle of the country, not middle of, like, yeah, middle I'm thinking, of like, Nebraska. Well, I live there, too. That's definitely a flyover state. Oh, but Omaha's nice. The rest of the state is flat. Um, you know, um, everything is standardized. Sure. So... And, and then, every, not only is everything standardized, but Lori Lachlan showed us that money counts. So when you go to school, everything is even more standardized. Sure. My college, I went to a small liberal arts college. We were one of the like top 50 schools in the country or something like that. Um, but when I walked across the stage, I still had the same piece of paper that somebody walked across the stage from a public university had. Sure. So... I can't. I'll never get hung up on public versus private. Sure, I won't. Um, I I only ask. So somebody uh, recently brought it to my attention, and um, I could name kind of who it is. Uh, but they, uh, one of my prior podcast guests, they did homeschooling for mm-hmm. all their years, which I which uh, I didn't really know anybody that was homeschooled. So mm-hmm. what they did was very interesting. And then uh, afterwards, we had a conversation for, on uh, public versus private 
schooling and their outlook on private colleges as opposed to public colleges was very interesting um more so going to private college because not for the degree for the connections you get to make in there and that's true i had no idea private colleges are smaller yes so you have a, a a stronger network yes tremendously take take me for instance i went to uh, albion college in michigan small okay. private college um i think we had I, don't, I can't even guess but we had it was a small college sure but you know or can get in touch with most of the alumni sure. because it's a small college. Sure. Like, hey, man, I, if I show that A, oh, did you go? When did you graduate? 2006. Oh, I graduated in 1994. Oh, sure, what's up? Sure. Let's but Michigan State University, you know, 70,000, 80,000 yeah, students or something like that. And Everybody went to state. That's, that's one of the reasons why I didn't go to Michigan State. I love the school. Oh, but everybody nice. from Flint. Went to Michigan State. Almost everybody from Flint went to Michigan State. Sure. I would have been going to high school again. I didn't want to do yeah, that. I wanted to experience something yeah, new. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I didn't go to state. Sure. So you get lost in the numbers at sure. a public university. You don't at a private. Mm. Um, so, yeah, public high school, uh, you know, secondary education, public versus private, public all day. Because there are things you're going to learn socially that you will not learn in a that's private That's what school. I agree with. I think and that... I do not want my son to have any part of that. I am sorry. This world is diverse. Mm -hmm. There are things that he needs to learn that he's not going to learn at a private school before sure. he goes to college. Sure. Now, when he goes to college, I, I mean, I really don't care where he goes. I went to a private school. He can go to a public school. He can go to a private school. Private school costs a little bit more money, oh, <laughs> and yeah. I wish I didn't go. Um, but <laughs> but I can't what – I, what I was able to experience at my college, I could not have experienced at a bigger school. Oh, I, I, I almost went down to Florida A&M University. It's an uh, amazing historically black uh, college, uh, HBCU. Um, there are things down there that I would have experienced that I would not have experienced anywhere else. However, when I went to Albion, I was recruited to play basketball. I ended up running track, became a cheerleader, and I was in theater. Did and, I had a stuff. and I had a, a job on campus. Sure. And I was an RA, and I was a mentor, and I had a life. Goddamn. So I wouldn't have been able to do that. You know, the 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 track athlete that I became, I wouldn't have been able to do that at a bigger school. Sure. Mainly because I didn't even know I could run track. I didn't run in high school. I played mm -hmm. basketball. So sure. I would have been stuck in basketball, which mm -hmm. would have been fine. But I wouldn't have ever discovered track. Sure. And I definitely wouldn't have ever discovered cheerleading or theater. Sure. And all of that shaped what I am today, I who I am say, today, yeah. and I'm happy with all of that. Mm -hmm. I look, I don't have many regrets in my life, and it's all because I was able to experience so much at my small private college. Sure, sure. I could not have been a two. Oh look, a I two went to Farmingdale, bro. I, I was a ghost there. No, yeah. you know, met my ex girlfriend there. Uh, you know, had a great time with her for three years. If I didn't have to be there to study. You would never see me there. Yeah. No, even my fraternity, you know, I was in a fraternity and like, you know, guys like you're on campus. I'm like, dude, I'm never on campus. Like, why would I? I have a job out here. I, mm -hmm. you know, I live out here. The whole, It's not like it's around the corner. And on top of that, why do I want to be somewhere where I do not need to be that I do not enjoy being? I have less rights there see. than anywhere else. And on top of that, <clears throat> not even less rights, but... There are literally police officers there with nothing, nothing against police officers because I have 
I love the shit out of them, but nothing else to do. Yeah. Like, there's only so much they can do, though. The campus is, like, is like 10 acres, and they have five cops on. Like, it's, you know, and I'm not saying I'm doing anything bad, but the likelihood of getting in trouble is... I literally drove on a campus one day, and I changed the song on my phone. Like, just clicked it, and and the dude pulled me over. Yeah. And I'm like... I'm like, dude, he's like, you were on your phone. And I was like, dude, I was changing the song, I swear to I God. I mean, that's definitely, um, I guess, one negative that I would say about a private college because everybody knows who you are. Sure. Like, everybody knew who I was on campus. Sure. I couldn't, you couldn't get away with anything. Not that I would. Sure. But, um, well, I got away with a few things. I had fun with that. But, <laughs> but um, no, everybody knows everybody. Sure. It's a it's a community. Sure, it is. I'm cool with that. I love it. Our, you know, that's it, what this is. You know, right. We, I went to school 200 people. Uh, no, See, sorry, and that's graduated to like just under 200. And people. that's um, yeah. I mean, it, it's everything is a numbers game. Sure, everything is a numbers game. Sure, that's why you know as you go up, you know when you go from high school to college, college to grad school, grad school to you know um, a PhD program, EDD sure. program, or something like that. Um, the numbers get smaller and smaller, and and more things open up to you because there aren't that many people there. Yes. 100%. You know, and that's, that's, I, that's what I want my son to experience. I'm not going to shield him from anything in this world. Sure. He's going to, if, look, I consider myself a well-rounded world citizen sure. as a coach and a teacher. That's what I tried to build with all of my athletes and my students and my son. I want him to do the same thing. If he follows my path, so be it. If he doesn't, Hey man, go have fun. You sure. know, my my parents and I so you learn know, and be the best. We you can had be. a we bumped heads my senior year because they they took it upon themselves to uh, set me up with a job in Texas that I did not want and I had no part of sure. uh, of the of procuring the deal. Sure. When I found out about it, I said I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Milwaukee and coach cheerleading. Sure. But what the hell else are you going to do? I don't know. I'll figure it out when I get there. Uh huh. Yeah. And 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 I did, but at that time, you know, it was it was they were like, "Yo, man, we we set this up for you. We we want you to take this route because we feel like it's going to be the most successful for you, whatever, whatever." And I'm like, you know, back to the off podcast podcast. Sure, people in this world do what they think oh, everyone yes. else wants them to do. A hundred percent. People don't do what they want to do. Yes, and I literally talk about it on the show all I the time. I have prided myself for so long on doing the things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And mainly because I've done so much in my life, I know what I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So if you try to tell me what you think I should do, I'm going I'm to listen. Sure. But I'm going to look at you like you're crazy, though, because... Yeah, sometimes somebody gives you a good idea. They, and they can give me a, you can give me a good idea, and I might chase it down. But sure. when it's all said and done, like... What I, I want to do. do, and I, and it's and as good of a communicator as I think I am, mm-hmm. there is a decent part of me that's not. Sure. So I'm not sure I know how to effectively communicate that I know what I want to do and tell you what I want to do, but sure. I'm doing it. I'm good. You know, and Makes and sense. that's hard for people to do. If we, you are in a family, in a business, in a circle, and everybody's doing these things, like I grew up with guys who, who are you know, Fortune 500 company, um, ridiculously serial entrepreneurs, uh, running towns, the whole nine. And I'm looking, and, and at one point I did look at them, and I'm like, damn, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, hold up, though. I'm having fun. Sure. And I know a Enjoy whole lot of people who don't have fun. Mm-hmm. Major problem. We and have a serious epidemic in the country of people not Mental doing. health is, is a very underappreciated piece of the world that we lose sight of mm-hmm. because everybody's, I don't want to say not having fun, but people are so caught up in what they think they should do. Mm-hmm. And they lose sight of themselves. And we, I'm not doing yeah. that. I, I don't I, think we have a mental health problem. We have a I need to impress other people problem. Well, we we definitely have that, but we do have a mental health problem because it's a lot of stuff that goes um, unnoticed, looked over, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Again, because people tell you what they think you should do instead of you trying to figure out what you're going to do. Life sure. is a journey. But if it's you not did, a if you did what you wanted to do, do you think that those people would have as many problems as they do? Because think so, and and this is how I look at it. Before you answer, I could go to New York City right now and get a job, making probably about two hundred thousand dollars a year. I got offered, you know, before I started my company. Everybody says I'm ludicrous for this. I turned down like one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year job mm-hmm. to go to New York City, and I said I'm not going to go to New York City for an additional. So it's an eight hour day, eight hour day of work plus an additional. Five hours, to yeah. five to six out here. Yeah, 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 yeah you're, right. you're right. You're right. So so five to six hours of travel mm-hmm. to and from the city per day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so or sorry, not five to six, four to five hours. Um actually it's probably closer to six. Yeah. So so for me, and I consider myself a very happy individual. I I literally I try to make the most light out of everything. I do my absolute best to impact other people's lives. Um, and help people wherever I possibly can. I donate blood on a re- on a semi regular basis to just somebody else needs it way more than I do. Um, and I'm not looking for kudos or anything, but like that's just the kind of person I am. I would be a miserable, mis. I would I could suck the fun out of Disneyland if I had to go to New York City every day. There's just no amount of money that you could put on it. I it, and yes, I know that the routine gets easier, but I'm not. I don't. I'm not worried about the routine. It's the stealing of my time that is so damaging to people. Sitting on a train, like last night I got on the train, and thank God I was on the train at like, I think I took like an 8 o'clock train out of Woodside. Like, you're, you're, you're caged as an, like a human in this metal box. And I, every once in a while it's fine. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. But every single day, on and on and on. Like, it just it beats you up mentally. It does. It does. And... um you know, I, I think that is a that's a sign of this region because where I'm from, mm-hmm. that's not you. You don't oh, do that out in Flint, just in or, the Midwest in general. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, you have a it. different quality of life. You experienced it in Charlotte. Sure. Oh my God. It's it's a completely different quality of life, and um, well, the other problem too is we live on an island. Well, <laughs> um, there's, there's, there's no more. There's nowhere else we could go. Right. You know, without moving. Um, so it's tough because you get you get in the rat race. Mm-hmm. You get in the I need to impress this person. Mm-hmm. I need to look good. I need to keep my name in the, in the limelight. Mm-hmm. And you lose a lot of stuff. You do. And um, it's it's tough, man, because you know, on one hand, you 
it's hard to even communicate those motivations mm-hmm. to people who don't understand. Sure. Because it's so foreign. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, I'm, I, I want to enjoy a simpler life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how else to describe that to you. But to you, it comes off as you don't have aspirations to have a bigger life. Sure. And it's like, no, 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 no. I, I didn't say that. That's not what I mean at all. It's the quality of my life that matters. I just want to have exactly a higher quality of life. And and not even, I don't want to work at it, but why do I have to break my back to get it? Mm-hmm. We just went real philosophical, by the way. I like this. I can live... A happy, fun, high quality of life without breaking myself down. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I don't want to do that does not mean that I don't have any aspirations to live a bigger life Mm -hmm. or to live a, 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 you know, a better life. But that's what I feel like my life should be. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying myself. I'm having a good time. So important. You're only here one time and you can't take anything with you. So why in the hell am I running this rat race sure. trying to make all these people look at me a certain way? Sure. And, you know, and I can liken that to to my 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 hosting career. Um, I don't do what I do at the Garden at City Field because I like attention. I do it because I enjoy it. Sure. It's fun. You put me you give me a microphone, you put me in front of a few thousand people and we're going to have some fun. Sure. But my job, which a lot of people don't even understand, is my job is to get you to focus on something else, mm-hmm. not on me. I'm just there, mm-hmm. but I'm directing your attention. Sure. You see me, but I can guarantee you that you're focusing on that T-shirt that I'm giving away, that you're focusing on the contest that's on the court, sure. that you're focusing on whatever it is that I'm saying, but it's coming out of my mouth, but I'm still making you key in on that sponsor. Sure. Key in on that, whatever, that logo that, you know, hey, this, we've got trivia coming up. Let's go ahead and tweet your tweet your answers to hashtag BE trivia. Guess what you just did? You hashtag BE trivia to try to answer that question right. Mm-hmm. What's BE trivia? Big East trivia. It's from the Big East tournament. Oh. I, I, I host the Big East tournament sure, as well. Sure. So I had to, Rothman Orthopedics, shout out. Um, <laughs> you know, they were the sponsor for the, the Big East trivia throughout sure. the tournament. I had to do two spots every game. Oh boy. So like I'm still dreaming about this spot. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, I show up on the screen and it's like, oh, that's Chuck Lott. He, you know, I'm walking, hey Chuck. But guess what you just did? You you tweeted the hashtag. Sure. Because I told you to do it. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. I'm having fun. Yeah. I, everybody, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you get go out there and get in front of people. I don't look at people. Sure. I'm not looking at anybody when I go out there. Sure. Mainly because I'm looking at the camera, but I don't care. Like when I go to the garden and I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but when I go to the garden, I wear a disguise. I wear my glasses. Sure. I have a, a, a Mohawk hat and I wear my <laughs> scarf. Sure. So if I'm on the train, you have no idea who I am. I love it. When I walk into the garden, you still have no idea who I am. My blazer, I wear colored blazers. My blazers are in a black garment bag. Uh-huh. So you don't know who I am. Yeah. Until you go out there. When I hop into the garden, if you see me in the elevator, you might be able to figure it out because we're that close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But otherwise, you don't know who I am. Sure. 
Until I take off my glasses, take off my hat, and put on my blazer. Sure. Oh, sunglasses you're talking? Or? No, these glasses that I'm wearing right oh, now. Uh, until then, you don't know. You rock glasses well, by the way. Thank you. Very well. You know, and I'm just like, uh, I'm having fun. Yeah. I don't get paid a lot of money to do it. It's, someday I might. Sure. Lord willing, it's going to happen because I enjoy what I do. Until then, hey, man, um... I'm going there for a good time. I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And, and that's a hard thing for people to really grasp. It's like, yo. Because people don't understand we, that you can't, that you can enjoy what you do. You have one life. I don't need all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, I get it. Like, all right, fine. That's that's cool. You can have it. Mm -hmm. I'm not knocking you for me not having it. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting you know that I don't need it. Mm -hmm. So don't sure. tell me I need it because you do. Sure. We're two different people. Yeah, we're all humans, man. We're this one big, happy, moshed-up world, and mm -hmm. everybody can, you know, rub elbows and whatever. But when it's all said and done, you like things that, that you like. I like things that I like. Sure. We can still be cool. Yeah, why not? You know? Absolutely, dude. Um, You know, so, yeah, I mean, we definitely did uh, get philosophical there. Um, You know, but it's tough, man, because, again, that, that – that piece right there, me being from the Midwest, living out here, doing what I'm doing, I see it all the time, and it's just, I don't know. That's the one thing that I would try to keep my son away from. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was doing That's things it. that he doesn't like to do. Not, uh, doing things that he, well, you have to do things to figure out what you don't like. Mm -hmm. You're not going to know unless you experience it. Mm -hmm. So, you know absolutely i'm gonna thrust him out there and do try you know, everything do, once yeah try everything um, once but just getting into a situation where you feel like you have to do something because somebody else says it no like not the case like no like i'm sorry who are you this is my life sure and that i and again just gotta obey the, the rules. decision with That's my it. parents i was 21 or was i 20 i was 21 at the time when we bumped heads they knew then Charles is going to do whatever he wants to do mm -hmm. and there's nothing we can do about it, but he's going to be okay. Sure. And that's always been the case. I, I was a cheerleader that came from Flint, Michigan. What? <laughs> really? I, the 2000 Michigan state Spartans Flintstones. We had a, we got a bunch of guys in the NBA. I'm from a basketball town. I was a cheerleader. I'll never forget my first year cheering. First or second year cheering a guy that I played basketball against in high school. Mm-hmm was playing basketball while I was cheering on the sidelines. <laughs> and he was on the bench, and he looked over at me, and he looked again, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I didn't care. It, it was hilarious. It oh, I can was only hilarious. Because, you know, he was a superstar, and I was Dude, I, I was kind of up and coming, but sure. I, was, I was a dunker. So, like, you know, we met each other at the rim a few times. I ended up on the sideline. Sure. Not a bad thing. I don't give a damn. I don't care what you have to say about me. So, if anything, and this is coming from wise words of one of a cousin of mine who was a cheerleader, and he goes, because uh, I was a little kid at the time, I'm like, cheerleading's for girls. And he goes, that's what you think. He goes, that's what guess, guess who gets to hang out with all the girls? And I'm like, oh. After a while, you won't want to do that. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> you learn. Uh, but um, no, I mean my my cousin. So um, let's see, he's he's eighteen right now. Um, when I was cheering, I think it was my senior year when I was cheering. My cousin, my little cousin, came to a game, and he was like, "Uncle Chuck, you a cheerleader?" 
because he's that much younger, so he called me Uncle Chuck. Uncle Chuck, you a cheerleader? Cheerleading's for girls. By the end of the game, mm-hmm. guess who was down on the track with me trying to flip uh, yeah, with yeah. all the cheerleaders? Sure, sure. My cousin, my sure. little cousin. It's, it's tough. Because what did he see me doing all game? Flipping. I was flipping up and down that track. Yeah, every yeah. every you know, I I did a backhand spring for every point that we scored. Uh-huh. So you know, the team were counting out, the fans were counting out, whatever. By the end of the game, he was down on the, on the field with me. That's I'm like, so funny. Mike, I thought you said cheerleading was for girls, though. Uh-huh. And, you know, so it's again, I had fun. Mm-hmm. I, I I had so much fun, man. Just like just thinking back of all the all the experiences that I had. Between theater, um, track, you know, championships that we won, and, and then my time as a cheerleader across the world, man, those experiences are 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 irreplaceable, and no amount of money can change that. Sure, even now, it's memories, like, all right, dude. Whatever, like, okay, we can we can travel across the world. That's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love traveling, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I work for a nonprofit. <laughs> sure. I don't have money to travel the world. Sure. I love what I do. Sure. I'm making an impact with kids and communities that grew up like me. Sure. I'm giving back. It's important. I'm I'm happy and and that's that's my contribution to the world. And that's what it's all about. And um, you know, some people are I don't know. They their contribution is different. Sure. Everyone offers something. I agree. I agree. Good, better, and different. So they have a different contribution. Sure. The, That's all. And you can and you could learn from every contribution. Mm-hmm. If it's a bad contribution, you could still learn from it. If it's a good contribution, you could still learn from it. You know, it it um you know, I, I talk a lot about you know, human as humans, we process information and and learning and and seeing you know what works, what doesn't work, and you know trial. You know, I, I always say trial by fire because you realize fire's hot. You're gonna get burnt. You touch right. it, you're gonna get burnt. It's it it's literally it's that, and that's how everything happens. And and you and you grow and you figure out and you say mm-hmm. you know what you like and what you don't like. And and the people that you know, in my opinion, win at life are the ones that are you know, living the life that they want to live. Mm-hmm. You know, if they have a million dollars, great. If they don't have a million dollars, but they're happy every day, great. You know, right. I'm cool with both of those, you know, as long as they're okay with it. it it's, I feel bad for the people that don't know how to get into the life that they like, they would love to live. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It, it definitely is trial, trial and error, trial by fire. Um, you know, cause I, I've fallen on my head quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was net, it was necessary though. Sure. You know, Again, life is a journey, not a destination. Um, success is a continual process. Sure. Um, but everyone measures success differently as well. And that's 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 lost on, on a lot of people, um, particularly here, because it's so expensive to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, so success is greatly measured by money. Sure. I don't, I don't measure success by money because I met a whole lot of rich people that I don't want to be around. Sure, I'll there's like plenty that. of rich. I'll say exactly not I'll, so I'll nice people. Like we'll say, and um, you know, <clears throat> there are a lot of not so rich people that I enjoy to be around, mm-hmm. and vice versa. There's probably a lot of rich people that you enjoy being around. Oh, there's absolutely. probably absolutely. a lot of people, broke people, that you don't want to be, be around. Sure, you know, so you know, to each his own. Yep. Um, I want to be around good people. I don't care how much money you got in the bank or anything like that. And um. You know, 
everyone's just different and we we have such an issue with difference in this place mm -hmm. we do and just embrace it and honestly let it be you can't do anything to change it sure if somebody's different you're not changing them nope people don't that's what change. people need to understand we have a major problem people here don't change yep you can't force somebody into thinking differently you can't you know you know walk you know what is it walk a mile in my shoes well that unfortunately never happens nobody's mm -hmm. ever going to be able to stop you know cool yeah. change shoes live that person's life and see what it's like unfortunately um you could help that person you can give them advice you, you know and people yeah. only take advice if they want to take advice like you said you're right you know <laughs> so so at the end of the day myself included <laughs> yeah look you know at the end of the day you know we had a great you know one of my buddies and i had a great conversation he's like well what about these people and i've talked about this on the show before but like what about these people that can't help themselves i'm like how can they not help themselves? And he's like, well, w what if they don't have the education to, to educate themselves? I'm like, everybody in this country, for the most part, is a legal citizen, and they can go to the library and take out books and use the internet and learn. Uh, and look, you got to want it. You you do have to want it, but that's, you know, and, and I'm going to dive into that and play devil's advocate. Uh, and I don't have that much time, but... I know, you're, um, you're strapped. You know, it's... Yes, everyone has the ability to do that. Sure. But in some communities, um, communities that I've grown up in, communities that I work in, um, it's it's not taught. It's, a, so it's all education. Know. Yes. It's uh -huh. not passed down. So people don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's a problem that that um, underrepresented, commu underrepresented communities have. Sure. There are a lot of things that we recognize need to happen or could happen to make their situations better, but it's not taught in those communities. And if it's not taught in those communities and passed down in those communities, they don't know. Well, and we get angry with people that don't know. It's not know. even those communities. It's like 99%. Think, like, I'll use myself as an example. My parents taught me almost zero financial literacy. Mm -hmm. Almost zero. And I grew up in a middle-class household, you know, I I never had to worry about food on the table, anything like that. They didn't teach me how to manage money. Mm -hmm. They, you know, love my parents to death. I don't even know if they know how to manage the money correctly. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, I tell everybody, I'm like, you, you know, the best advice I could possibly give you in life, doesn't matter who you are, go read more books. Read yeah. books. Just, I don't, if, I agree. go to the library, read books. Ask them for I suggestions. Agree. Go find the, the number one reading list. And... You know, and if you don't know how to read or you don't, you know, you don't like to read. Get an audio book. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so that's why I, I say it. So I go, look, you know, if you want it, you'll figure it out. You know, I, I want to start my own business. I built this studio. I didn't even show you the other side yet. But, uh, you know, I wanted it. You know, you fit you. And it's easier for me to say, yes, I totally get that. But if you want it bad enough, you'll figure out how to get it. That hey man, how bad do you want it? it yeah, you know, I say that I live by that. That it, in in the in the athlete world, that is um, that's it. Mm -hmm. That that's all it is. You know, if if you want it bad enough, you're gonna do it. Sure. And um, the key, however, is to know what you want. Yes, that's the key. Mm -hmm. If you want happiness, Again. you don't need money to make happiness. <laughs> Which probably I somebody's agree. freaking out right now saying that's not true. I know someone's freaking out right now. <laughs> um, you know, but but you're absolutely right, though. Um, you, ha you have to know. 
um, and you can't do it based on what someone else thinks or what someone else tells you that you should be doing. And, um, you know, that's, you know, back to that, that philosophical piece that we were just in a few minutes ago. That's, it's huge, huge, it's huge, man. People don't. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We got the round two, this boy. I know, I know. You gotta, gotta get out of here. Uh, so, so sorry for the abrupt stop, everybody. Uh, how do people find you? All that kind of stuff. Uh, how do they get in touch with you? Chuck Lott on LinkedIn. Um, C L O T T at b b b s l i dot org. Um, Instagram can, handle or anything? Uh, I think everything is at b b b s l i on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can Google or search us on Facebook. Do you have a personal Instagram or no? Of Long Island. Um, you don't plug I guess it if we you can don't use, want to. Nah, it's oh. Chuck Lott. Okay. It, it's Chuck Lott is my uh, my hosting handle um, on Twitter and, and Instagram. Your host, Chuck Lott, on Facebook. Um, but, yeah, man, um, just, you know, back to the Big Brothers and Big Sisters piece. Um, we need mentors all across Long Island. Uh, Suffolk County is an area of the island that we're trying to build right now sure. uh, to, to build partnerships, to get more mentors, to offer more activities to our, our matches, um, you know, gift certificates, tickets, passes to whatever country fair, anything. Um, yeah. yeah. Anything. Um, just so we have options for our, our families and stuff to do. Makes sense. Cause we like to keep everything low to no cost for our mentors. Sure. You know, if you're donating your time, we don't want you to have to, you know, spend your world and you're not, you're not, but mm-hmm. we want to make sure that all right. Every time you go out, like we it's got the something least for you impact to do. possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah so sure. uh, makes total sense. But yeah, we'll definitely dive back in, man. This is this is a good chat, and I think we can we can um, you know take out take out some additional arms on some of the last few topics that we <laughs> that we dove into. <laughs> so we'll, we'll go deep next time. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Scooby that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so funny to because that's RJ, the, the show before you. Yeah. All right, dude. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Dude. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I really do appreciate you guys coming and hanging out with me and my guests. So, if you guys haven't already smashed that subscribe button, I didn't mention it in the beginning, but I really do appreciate you guys if you smash that subscribe button. It really, it helps guide the show. The more shows in certain areas I get, the more likely I'm going to bring either that guest back or people in that industry back. Um, And... I've just been trying to crank as much as I can on the podcast. Sometimes I lose track of time. For those of you that don't know, I run a business now, so i got a lot of stuff going on. And because of that, I'm less regular, and I apologize sincerely. However, I have a ton of stuff in the bank right now. I'm trying to release it whenever I can. And what I have to work on is my own self-time management. So it's something I need to work on. you know. And as you guys as guests and listeners... So listening to it and, and letting people know about it is really the best way to to continuously encourage me. You know, when I first started the show, I had zero subscribers, you know, literally ground floor. Now I have a couple hundred. I really love doing the show. And my, my most favorite thing, two favorite things. One, I love you guys and supporting me. And I never thought that people would want to listen to this. 
That is totally real talk. Uh, I just really wanted to do it for fun. And thing two, I really love talking to my guests and having those really personable conversations. There's no distractions. There's no cell phones being used or anything like that. It's just real conversation, which is, I think, what really grows us as humans. So for anyone that's been a supporter since day one or has been recently become a supporter, I really appreciate you guys. Keep sharing it out. Keep letting people know about it. It means the world to me. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Oh, sponsors. Duh. I'm so sorry. AgileDragonConsulting.com. If you are a business owner looking to grow your business with the data that you already have to make better business decisions, you need to call them. You need to message them. You need to find them and get there and speak to those people because they are going to be the people that are going to help you make those decisions. It's super, super important that you do that because if you make a bad decision because you think that your customers want one thing, meanwhile the data proves that you want another one, it could really harm your business and it could and it could cost profits and, and amongst many other things in there. So definitely, definitely go take a look at them, agiledragonconsulting.com. They are a huge supporter of the podcast. Cindy has been on uh, several times now and I'm super excited to have her on and I look forward to having you guys listen to the next show which will be released probably Thursday so if you're listening to this on a Monday on 610 when I'm airing it uh, you'll probably see another podcast on Thursday all right guys peace and love I'll see you guys later